Andrew, hey, I am Ryan. Welcome to Blazing Rye Radio in conjunction with the Musical World Podcast. We're going live here. We're doing a, the phone live and the mic recorded, so let's uh, huddle up here. Um, so, Andrew, do you, did you like being on Pan Am or Boardwalk Empire more? Well, that's an aggressive question, isn't it? <laughs> um, that's just you're really not messing around. I don't know. I mean, uh, which do I like more? They're very different experiences. I mean, Boardwalk Empire, they really the, – the shoot there was like – a really serious experience. It took two days to shoot the, a scene. They, they take a lot of time, and they really are very... Uh, they're great over there. At Pan Am, it, it's the nicest cast in the world, the nicest people in the world. We had a great time shooting. Um, I don't know. I didn't like either more. My costume was more comfortable on Pan Am. How about that? Okay. So it's all about the fit. It's all about the fit. And uh, and I uh, craft services, I would say, were equal at both, which is my second priority. <laughs> Now, what do you say? What what song for a female do you wish that you could sing? What song? I've always I've always wanted to sing, and I am telling you, from the uh, Dream Girls. Yeah, from the Dream Girls. <laughs> There's something about those U's at the end that I feel like I, I would I've always really wanted to like hit those because uh-huh. I kind of have in my mind the choreography that I would do because I've I've spent a lot of time thinking about my Effie White. Um, so I, I think I would say, and I am telling you, how's that? That's a great answer. What are what are you gonna sing tonight? Can you tell us? I don't know. I haven't even. Isn't there like a karaoke book or something? There's always a book. Yeah, oh, they're quite daunting. I know. I have a few go-to's for the karaoke. I, what are they? Well, I often sing Journey. I, Whoa, which song? I I, I don't stop believing. I've been known to sing Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> the problem with Don't Stop Believing is that I have to be either several drinks in or very warmed up in order to sing it really well, and I am neither at this point. <laughs> so I don't imagine that happening tonight. I don't know, maybe a little Billy Joel. Billy Joel's kind of my standby. Piano Man, River of Dreams. Nothing that, nothing that famous. I like to go a little more obscure with my Billy Joel. We'll see how deep the book goes. Okay. Fair enough. You know what I always do to avoid having to prove that I can sing, which I can't, is rap at karaoke. I've been known to rap. Oh, I've been presented with a drink. Uh-oh, now you can get into it. It looks like you're going to be singing Journey now. Apparently. <laughs> um, I often will sing Empire State of Mind. At a, at a thing, because it affords me the opportunity to both rap and sing. Which <laughs> is I, I hear you. Um, then there might be a couple versions of that tonight. Hint, hint. Uh, okay, so uh, Andrew, Frank Sinatra or Michael Buble? Sinatra. Thank you. Easy. Buble just bothers me. Look, I like the Buble. I've got respect for the Buble. Okay, let's be clear about this. He's very nice, and the people adore him. But Frank is Frank. You know what I mean? Like, Buble, I can't imagine Buble in, like, a smoky, seedy casino with a cigarette and a scotch, just, like, singing, you know what I mean? He's, he's a very pretty, put-together man. And while Sinatra was always very well-appointed, he was, like, a man's man, you know what I mean? Like, you had the sense that he would croon you and then maybe beat you up in the alley behind the <laughs> casino, which I like about him. Do you remember when Buble went off about, like, Kim Kardashian's a bitch or something at some casino one night? It was just so out of character for him? No, I missed that entirely. It was awful. Apparently he's also a real dick. Who knew? <laughs> can you say dick on a podcast? Oh, you can say anything. It's the internet. Oh, I love the internet. So, uh, you, Andrew, you were in hair. I was, I did that. Do you, you think you're some kind of big shot? Yes, I'm quite a big shot. I'm, I'm incredible. Is that the Billy Joel song you're going to sing? <laughs> oh my God, what if I did? Well, that would be a great time. And then you could edit this all really, oh, this is live, so I guess you couldn't. Well, we, it's both. It's live and recorded at the same time. God, this is a lot. Um, I, yes, I am incredibly successful and famous, yes. <laughs> that was the question, right? Yes, absolutely. Correct me if I'm wrong, but 
Hair is the prequel to Hairspray. That's absolutely right. The, my favorite thing is I, I have a lot of family who still thinks that I was in Hairspray. <laughs> they, I mean, I'll, so you, oh, this is my nephew, Andrew. He was in Hairspray. No, no, I wasn't. I've never even auditioned for Hairspray. I've seen Hairspray. I like Hairspray. I've never been in Hairspray. If you were to be in Hairspray, who would you play? God, I mean, it's another... I feel like if I, if I gave it 15, 20 years, that would be a great Edna. But I'm just not there yet, you know what I mean? I guess I could be... Uh, who's the host of the TV show? I don't know. I would be that guy. <laughs> not Fair enough. And, okay, so you're here at the Hot Mess Celebration. Um, what do you think about Kate Doyle? Well, Kate... Kate and I have only met very briefly before tonight, um, but I'll tell you this much: I've worked with many of the composers whose work is in this, sh whose work are in this show. Composers who work, because no. the word modifies the work. Exactly. It's, I've worked with many of the composers whose work is in this show. It feels wrong, and uh, but it sounds so right. I know. I've worked with Carner and Gregor many times, and I think Drew Gasparini has a song in here, and those are those are like my people. And so, uh, without knowing Kate very well. I can tell you that the show is going to be just fantastic. The the composers that she has coerced to do, because and I, I know these guys, they'll write a song for a beer. It's not like it was very tricky to convince them to do this, but I know that their songs are going to be fantastic. Kate is lovely, and I'm sure she's going to be very funny and charming, and I will be there to see it. Awesome. Andrew, thank you so much. Andrew Cober, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining the Blaze and Rye program. All right, enjoy the drink. Uh, Keith, we're, we are going to... Uh, do uh, two devices at once here. Are we live? We are live on the phone, and we are recording on the mic. So, <laughs> okay, so the Olympics. What about, uh, did he get into the Phelps, the Michael Phelps, or the, uh, the, end, the uh, what do you call it, the basketball, the men's basketball? You know, I, I watched some of the swimming. Uh, the, the basketball, I just had a hard time stomaching. Um, you know, it's kind of like, it's, it's not fair. You know, I, I, it's like playing, yeah. like I could play soccer with a bunch of five-year-olds, but I don't think I should run around too excited with my trophy for, for winning. Do I played anybody my own size, I'd get my ass kicked. Do you wish that it would go back to the way that the Olympics used to be when it was college athletes playing from America in the, in the basketball division? I guess to some extent. I mean, like, it, it, or at least until the world has a fighting chance. But I feel that way about all of the all of the Olympics. Like you're, like we're like you know us Americans are like running around like, haha, take that Tasmania and your two two thousand dollar budget for all of your Olympic team and like, we're just coming in and stomping on them, which is you know kind of the American way. Sure. So. I like it. Now you may have covered this already, but I want to make sure we get it clear audio version. But the song that you have in the mess I hear is. Very inappropriate. Is that true? It is blazingly offensive. Um, blazingly? How so? Uh, well, it's it's uh, an incredibly, oh, what's the word? Um, racist. <laughs> and, okay. and, well, I mean, as I, as I said earlier, the joke is on mess, and mess is ignorance. Uh, but it's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, and it's it, it's sort of one of those things that because it's a fantasy sequence and because it's from the point of view of a character with not a great deal of education or lack of interest in knowing things, you can pretty much say anything at all you want. So, uh, and of course, like when I write a first draft of a of a piece like this, I write way over the top. I write a thousand times more offensive than I could ever imagine getting through. And I said to Kate, she's like, "That's great." <laughs> Is there anything you can tell us about the song? Anything in terms of the the content, the topic? Well, it's about, uh, uh, as, I, as I said before, Mess uh, adopts a child um, in, uh, in Asia, 
on one of those Christian telethon TVs, and she's and she's drunk in the middle of the night, and she uh, and she then sponsors one of these children, which she then uh, decides that is her own child. Um, so as soon as as soon as she decides that she has her own child, she has this whole big fantasy sequence where we meet Thingpod, who is uh, uh, Mess's daughter, and uh, who lives on a garbage heap. Um, and you know, fights off packs of rabid dogs that ate her sister. But but she has but she has a really you know sun will come up tomorrow kind of an attitude, um, which I really like. And you know, and that's, that's what does Mess say? She has uh, an attitude of gratitude, <laughs> and and teaches Mess a little something about what's important in life. So it's very deep and meaningful. No, it's not. <laughs> um, so you've been working with Kate Doyle for a bit now. We'll do, we'll end here. Yeah. Kate Doyle. Hot or hot mess? Do I have to pick one? Not necessarily. I, I, I think she's a little bit of both. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. Would you say hot, hot mess? I would say hot, hot mess. Okay. Yeah, def- absolutely. I would agree with that. Keith, Varney, yeah. thank you so much, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, you have a great detective name, Keith Varney. Has anyone ever told you that? No. Yeah, Detective Varney. Detective Varney. Yeah. All right, well, good. I could use another job. Maybe Law and Order if they filmed here anymore. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> if they had Law and Order anymore. <laughs> right. oh. Thank you, sir. All right, thank Appreciate you. it. All right. Some folks like to get away, take a holiday from the neighborhood.
kids' meals. Right, and the Muppets said that they don't want to work for Chick-fil-A anymore. Right, because, well, yeah, because Muppets have been uh, supporting non-traditional marriage since the 70s, right. maybe even before that. Um, so now the Muppets are supporting gay marriage, and I actually saw Fozzie in Greenwich Village hanging out with another type of bear. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's, how about that? That's really funny. <laughs> Alright. Wow. This is going well. <laughs> this is going really well. Do you um, know that um, the Boy Scouts, you know how they are banning gays? What? Gays are upset. Were you a Boy Scout? I was, hell no. Were you? I was. <laughs> Were you a brownie? <laughs> you were? I was a brownie. Was anybody else here a Boy Scout, Girl Scout, doing any work? I was a wee You were a wee is that a warbler, like on Glee? In fourth grade, I'm just going to start the Glee blow. And that last week, it got weird. How did you feel? What happened? I don't want to talk about it. Anything called Glee blow, I think, at the age of nine, doesn't seem legal. Michelle, did you watch the Olympics? You know, I watched some of them. I, uh, I don't TV, so I watch them on the internet. I am really upset that they're over. I actually, I heard that when the uh, last night at the closing ceremony, I heard that there was an audible groan in the crowd when they uh, extinguished the the flame. Actually, oh. just, I heard that because people were so sad that it was over. Are you, so are you looking forward to the next Olympics when LeBron and Atlas compete in the quarter twelve? I am. I'm rooting for Katniss because she's she she's taking her talents not to South Beach. No. She's taking them to. Uh, I should have thought about that more before. Why, I why don't we do some music? Let's do some music. Oh 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 oh
it was um, really wonderful getting to work with her on it. That's awesome. Isn't she the best? She is, absolutely. So what are the groupies like for the hottest, most up-and-coming musical theater writing team? <laughs> um, well, we actually we get, we get a lot of really nice um, notes from around, around the world. Uh, we actually just had um, a, a couple of songs of ours performed in Dutch that, that uh, this guy from the Netherlands uh, sent us videos of, of uh, a, couple of the, a couple of our songs uh, performed in Dutch. He did his own translations. For one of them, he actually created a puppet <laughs> as the, the character was singing the song. So it's, we, we, uh, we really get some, some cool things sent to us. Are you excited for the Les Mis movie? Um, I actually am. I never got to see the show live, so I actually am excited to see, see the movie. You and your writing partner, how often do you argue? Um, probably on a daily basis, <laughs> but you know we 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 sh ultimately share the same goals. So it's um, I think it's like any like any marriage, you know. Um, okay, so who is more talented? Um, of of you know Alex Rodriguez or Derek Jeter? Is that the, no 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 the two of you? <laughs> you know and A Rod and Jeter. <laughs> no, we we actually. I think that we have we each have different different things that we care about, um, and there are we, we ultimately we, we care about the same overall goal, but we have different things we're interested in. So um, we really work very fluidly together, uh, and and um, are able to. I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it a question of filling in each other's weaknesses, but more filling in each other's points of focus. That sounds like a healthy relationship. Uh, Okay, so what um are are there any musicals that you hate? Wow, certainly. <laughs> uh, like I what? Mean, I I I think I've seen some I've seen some wonderful things at the Fringe and 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 Nymph, and Nymph, but also seen some things that I wouldn't necessarily want to go back to. <laughs> How do you feel about this statement? I'd love listening to your songs while eating Chick Fil A. <laughs> um. I suppose uh, I'd, I'd always take that as a compliment, no matter what. So, as I mentioned before, you guys would have a, a great detective team. Uh, Connor and Varney. Is it Varney? Is that it? No, Connor and Gregor. So, a great detective team, right? Um, Connor and Varney kind of sounds better, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it certainly has more uh, internal rhymes. Yeah. Or, or uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't know what that means. But, uh, speaking of, why do you think there hasn't been an NYPD Blue, the musical? Well, there actually was a musical called, a TV musical called Cop Rock a few years back, which was a, a horrible failure. It was, probably, it was a TV musical maybe 10 years or so before Glee and Smash and things like that. Um, and uh, it was a, I, I actually did not see it, but I hear, I, mean, I think it only lasted a few episodes, but I gather that, um, that it was sort of a little more earnest than it really should have been, uh, but it was a bunch of singing police officers. And it was on national television. <laughs> I never knew that. I'll so check can, it out. You can look it up. Yeah. Uh, Sam, thank you so much for doing it, sir. Appreciate it. You. Thank you. Me too. All right. Sam Connor, welcome back to Blazing Rye Radio. Dave, you're Dave. Dave. I'm Ryan. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Good. All right. So let's talk about this. Spider-Man, turn off the dark. Yeah. I'm, I'm very skeptical of this play. What's to stop you from putting anybody in that costume and saying Hugh Jackamole is performing, hell, one night I could be running around in those glorious tights. Uh, 
Like in our show or in Spider-Man? No, in Spider-Man. Oh, nothing. We put anybody up on the thing that we wanted. Like anybody that wants to go, you're up. You're in. You're in the show. Is that how people got hurt at the beginning? I mean, I wasn't there for that, but I guess. Okay. Uh, did you see the Spidey movie? Yes. Thoughts? Great. I loved it. I thought Andrew Garfield was incredible. Oh yeah. He was amazing. I, I thought it was great. It really? was. It was really great. Yeah. It, like it got all the. It hit all the right notes. It had heart. He was. It, they were amazing. And Emma Stone is that? That's the girl. Yeah. They were great. They have. I mean, there's no. There's. A, they're dating in real life, and you could tell it. You Lots could, of chemistry. Yeah, you could smell it on okay. screen. You could tell. Who do you think would win in a fight, The Dark Knight or Spider-Man? I mean, I think I have to say Spider-Man. Spider-Man's faster, and speed is all... Comic books and speed, man, that's, it's all about speed. Whoever's faster wins the race. True. And, and he's younger. So Batman's old. <laughs> I mean, he's like 40. Spider-Man's yeah. like 15. Yeah. In, the, in comics, he's 16. Yeah. So like he's got youth on his side, and that, and then he's more reckless. Dark Knight, he's got all that. He's got all that money uh-huh. and those cars and that butler. Yeah. Spider-Man's got nothing. He doesn't yeah. care. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Right. Yeah. Did you say fuck? Is that what you no. said? No. <laughs> I said fight. You can say that on the internet. All right. Um. So this whole shindig is for your show. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel really good. We're really excited. We're really. We just started rehearsals, and it's going really great. And and you know everything's coming together. Our show is. Um. It's uh. It's going to be a really good time. We have a ton of really great people working on it. Uh, all of these composers are some of my favorite composers. I mean, we've all grown up together. And now they all sort of wrote these songs for Kate, and now it's sort of like assembled into this really exciting and fun book musical. It's pretty exciting. It's like new. It's like not really a jukebox musical, but like songs written for situations that are written towards it. It's, it's, a, it's a new. It's a new beast, and we're sort of all. Even all the composers are figuring it out too. Like. Okay, well, now the scene has changed, so the circumstances of the song have changed, so let's change these lyrics, or let's rewrite that verse, or let's figure this out. It's really exciting. What, do you, ha- you probably go through phases. What's, what's the song that's in your head right now in your musical? Oh, the new Kerrigan and Loudermilk song, Own yeah. It. Yeah, because we've been, it's the new one. Okay. And so we're like, what is this about? And we just sang it at the D-Lounge, the New York Theater Barn D-Lounge. Um, so that's the one that's in, our he- in my head right now. And Sleep Song is always in my head, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. Um, How is it working with Kate Doyle? Oh, Kate's great. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's trouble and troubled. But we get along great. We have we have a ton of fun. We we bicker, we scream. We're like we're like siblings. <laughs> Seriously, it's just like, I mean it's a back and forth constantly, just yelling and fighting. And we both feel really passionately about the project, so we're always, you know, going at it. Would you say she's hot or a hot mess? Both. That tends to be the common answer. Yeah. Last question. Am I getting paid for this? It depends how much we raise. Dude, like you gotta look on the internet. We got a Rocket Hub page. Yeah. If, if isn't that that's very similar to Rocket Tube when you type it. Do you, are you familiar with that? What is that like a porn site? Yeah, it's a porn site. Well, if you go to porn, it's wrong. If you go to one that has, if you're at a site that has a big rocket, it's also phallic, so you might get confused. But if there's a big rocket, you're at the right site. But if there's like weird like people tied up and naked you're probably not gonna donate money to hot mess in manhattan you ain't never lie dave rotura thank you so much sir i appreciate it
performance. Woo! Thank you, David. What? It wasn't. You're not a performer. I know you wish you were. So Dave and I are on the show, and, and the show is a lot like what you just saw. So we had only a day two of rehearsal, so it is kind of like that. So. David, what? Hey, um, Kate and I went to Syracuse together. I've known you since 2005. I've known Ryan since 2005. Or 2005, yeah. 2005 isn't actually correct. It'd be like 2000 and then some five. Yeah. No, we've known each other longer than that. Or not 2005. I'm just... 2001. 2001. Yeah. I don't know why I said that. In 2001, that's when I met you guys. I mean, we're still friends. We've been friends since college. And, yes. And we stumbled through together somehow. Even though our teachers tried to rip us down into 91 pieces. I don't know we were worth it. <laughs> I won't friend some of them on Facebook. Oh, no. No. So we also have a treat coming up. David wants to read my email sometimes. Okay. DJ Bucarelli is in our past. Hey. And he went to Syracuse. And he's here tonight. Hello. Oh, he's a new... And he is a gay. He's, he's a new Jeremy Pasha. Yes. I he, love it. He is. Jeremy developed the role, and then he decided to go to China. So we got DJ, and we could not be happier. That's perfect. He plays gay. I'm very on the nose with my writing. I play gay. No. Do you? No. <laughs> no, don't say things like that on the radio. So DJ's going to come up later, and we're going to do a sneak peek from the show with a track. We're going to do the new Kerrigan and Loudermilk song called Own It, but that's coming up later. So warm it up, DJ. Brian Loudermilk has been to karaoke at the Water and Hell before. He came in one night. How'd that go? I don't know. I think it went well. You would hear that my husband never if we're all hanging out. You're speaking too quickly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Alright, well, we're going to get to his song a little later. In the meanwhile, how are you feeling, Blazing Rise? Should we do some some more talking? Should we do a song? Let's do a song. Alright, so we're going to do a number. You gotta give me some warning. We're gonna be more funny at the song. Do you know what? I I did a karaoke in uh, Washington D.C. last night, and I gotta say, karaoke in New York City is way better in general. So I'm just gonna set this up. We used to, the show used to be the show used to be a cabaret, and we um, wrote some new lyrics to this well-known tune. Uh, and Ryan Ryan actually wrote the lyrics for me, and we were we sang it as part of my show. It's no longer in it because I believe copyright issues. Oh, this is the first time I'm learning this. What? Oh, that it's not in the show? Yeah, well, I think the listeners will recognize it. It's our tune. It's called Empire State of Mess. And we're going to have Michelle Kinney on vocals as well. We, we did this together once at Broadway session two years ago. I ain't never lie. I ain't never lie. Okay, here we go. Oh, we got three? I don't do three anything. I'm nervous. Check, 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 check,
kidding. I drank. That was a little difficult. I drank a lot of whiskey last night. <laughs> that was amazing. So that was in the cabaret. Now it's a musical. And if you are listening live, we have something called a rocket hub going on. You want to? Yeah. So we are crowdfunding to make this show happen. And I'm not going to lie. We need about two more grams. You heard me. Two more. Two grams. Two grams. But you know what? If everybody listening gives five dollars, we would definitely be able to hit our goal. Uh, you know that Rocket Hub sounds a lot, and it types a lot like Rocket Tube? Rocket Tube, is that a, a thing? Is that... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a gay thing. Yeah. Well, my mom calls it Rocket the Tub. <laughs> She's like, I'm getting your aunt to call the Rocket the Tub and give you a little something. So I hope they don't go to Rocket Tube. My aunt might not be ready for that. Um, but yeah, you can go to hotmessinmanhattan.com and click donate, and even like a dollar would get would help out. Just anything, whatever you got. Or three or more, the Obama strategy. Three, three dollars more. That would be preferable. Two thousand would be preferable. We could end the show early and go out. Um, hey. So yeah, whatever you can give is really helpful. We've been working on this for four years to make it into a musical. It's really exciting. All right, so. Um, we're going to take a little break and do some talking. Shall we, shall we talk to our newest star of the show? Sure. All right, so we got DJ. Get on up here. DJ is the latest cast member of Hot Mess in Manhattan. And then Brian, uh, Ryan, Ryan. Ryan's going to talk to him. DJ, I need to clear this up immediately. How the hell do you pronounce your last name? Butcherelli. Is that for real? Yeah, like a butcher. Like I just butchered your name. <laughs> Yeah. I've been saying along Butcherelli. Yeah. Has everybody got that? Butcherelli? Butcherelli. Everyone's like, we know, weirdo. All right. So anyway, I'm going to hand you over to Blazin. You can talk about your role and anything Blazin feels you should talk about. Yay. DJ, welcome to Blazin Ryan Radio and the Musical World Podcast. How are you this evening? I am very well. This is kind of whack, right? I'm doing these two of them. Electronic. Shoving them all in your face. Uh, okay, so DJ, you're playing gay, right? Yeah. Okay, so this is based on a friend of mine, I believe, right? Absolutely. So have you studied is there any positive behavior to play this role? Absolutely. I mean, it's basically like method acting. But he's in China, so how have you been able to do that? I, I've been, I haven't been eating as much. I've been trying to be uh, as skinny as felt as Jeremy Thomas is. And I've been working on my very light, floaty tenor. Light, floaty tenor. I hope you've all listened to Jeremy Pasha. In some way, shape, way, or form. How do you play gay? I have to dig very deep. Very, very, very deep. Uh, into, uh, my into my inner being. Just try to play it as real DJ, you're always doing something. I feel like ever since you graduated, you're here. It shows galore. What's the last thing that you did before that? Uh, male escort. <laughs> Wait a second. You once told me something. <laughs> Not about you, though. Not about you. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, Michelle. Do you know that I had hey, a yeah. huge crush on DJ for a while? No. Does DJ know that? I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I used to have a crush on you. <laughs> yeah, Michelle and I knew each other when I was straight. Did you know that Michelle had a crush on you? Yeah. Why ever did you not date? We listened to Confessions 
in the car going to the mall. We think it's a confession. Yeah. All of this is true. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Um, so, uh, uh, DJ, are you excited about about this hot mess? I, I read your Facebook status today, and I was doing my usual stalking of you as I do, and it says like I'm so thrilled and happy and grateful to be in the city I love, doing the shows that I love. Right? Is that is that accurate? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. What do you love about the show? Oh, funny. I mean, it's ridiculously funny, and I think it's got a kind of humor that everyone will at least leave the theater laughing about. Okay, and King Doyle, hot or hot mess? Uh, hot. I say hot. Not a hot mess at all. She gives a, she gives a good duality, a hot and hot mess. We are exploring all sides of the point in this one. <laughs> so, uh, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, it's a beautiful day in New York, is it not? It is a beautiful day. Kate Doyle, what's that? We're still going with DJ Butcherelli. I've been butchering your name too. I thought it was Butcher. Yeah, like butcher. What's the Butcher? Oh, I mentioned the Butcher. I think I prefer Butcher. That works. Or Bookierelli or Booger Smelly. Uh, I was once known as DJ Booger Smelly. DJ Booger Smelly, was that from the bullies in Massachusetts? Absolutely. The Massachusetts asshole. Massholes, if you will. Yeah, massholes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we're in a sports bar and people are cheering because something that we might not The Raiders, the Raiders are playing. Oh, the Raiders. Like, woo, hot mess! <laughs> okay, so, uh, DJ, um, let's talk about male escorting again. Yes. Let's not. Uh, DJ, thank you so much for doing the show. Uh, and, uh, break a leg with a hot mess. Uh, what's, what's the song that's like sticking in your head from the hot mess right now? Oh, definitely own it by Quiet Matter of Katie Kerrigan. What's the one that I keep hearing? Because that's like the new Fred Blood, right? It's new, it's hot, it's you keep humming it all the time, you can't get it out of your mind. It's like, it's kind of like the movies are like Baby. Baby. The Immaculate song Baby. Yeah, like, so this is the Immaculate Matter of Katie Kerrigan. Yeah, we're carrying that on my song, yeah. yeah. So you confuse those things. Yeah. Um, so I think Michelle Kenny's going to sing now. And DJ Butcherelli, thank you so much for All right. All right. Katie asked me to sing. I feel bad because this is now like the third time. But it's fine. Um, I don't usually sing songs about Jesus. Uh, but I will through the radio. Um, for my favorite Oscar winning movie to drive to Back in the Habit. Um, so good. Um, hi, Jessica by the way. Crazy. Jessica Winsky's here. She's oh. from Chicago. Hey. Alright, Katie asked me to sing some things here. Be lonely and long. 
childhood trauma into profit. Make lemons out of lemonade. I like that. It's like a Chris Hansen type philosophy. So um, let's talk a little bit about the, the show. You co-wrote the book. Um, do you have experience doing this type of thing? Well, I, um, I started out writing a uh, parody performance art series called Maggie Doyle Performance Artist, in which I, I played a performance artist with my own name, who takes it very, very seriously, and when things go wrong on stage, she may get very, very upset, she may get very emotional, the audience may laugh, she might yell at the audience for (laughs) laughing, but um, I I wrote two shows in that series, and I'm working on the third right now, so I had had a little bit of experience writing for the stage and writing comedy doing that, Um, but, you know, a lot of it was just being thrown into writing this script and just getting down and dirty with the, you know, final draft and figuring it out. So you're saying that you were working on a show that you could actually go against the audience during. It kind of reminds me of Andy Kaufman, how he used to go on Saturday Night Live, and uh, he would read from The Great Gatsby, and then he would stop the book when the audience booed, and then he would put a record on, and the record would pick up where he left off in the book. Did you ever fear losing the audience entirely actually my whole thing was that if i lost the audience entirely my whole thing was that i wanted to get an emotional reaction out of the audience so if they got mad at me for yelling at them or they got you know or they they were put off by something if, if somebody stood up and walked out i would have been happy but i made them all sign legal contracts when they walked in to see the show that they could not leave until the end of it that's insane. It is insane, and everyone signed them. That's insane. They didn't even read them. It, it had, like, a chili chicken recipe on it. But, uh, yeah, everyone, they were like, oh, fine, I'll sign it. Awesome. So, Maggie, we're going to do something that we always do on the Blaze and Rise show, and we're going to introduce the Musical World podcast listeners to this right now. It's called Hot or Hot Mess, where I give you, Maggie Doyle, a list of things, and you tell me if they're hot or a hot mess. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let's open it up. First up on Hot or Hot Mess, Olympic curling. Hot or hot mess? Hot. Justin Bieber on Broadway. Hot or hot, hot mess? Hot mess. <laughs> really? You're not down with the Biebs? Uh, I'm not down with the Biebs. When did he all of a sudden adopt that accent that he has? He was just, he was a cute little kid, and now he's got this crazy accent. What's the accent? I am not imitating it now. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, okay, so what about K-Town Karaoke, Hot or Hot Mess? I don't even know what that is. Koreatown Karaoke? 
Koreatown, you know, let's go with hot. Why not? (laughs) How do you feel about all these mics being shoved into your face, hot or hot mess? Hot. (laughs) Oh, God. Paul Ryan, hot or hot mess? Hot mess. Ryan Gosling, hot or hot mess? Hot. Paul Ryan, hot or hot mess? Hot or hot what? Mess. Hot mess. Ryan Gosling, hot or hot mess? Hot. Okay. Uh, paper towels, hot or hot mess? Pretty hot. Paper towels, they're helpful. Is this a double entendre? No, paper towels, going to bed. All right, paper towels. Let's go with hot. <laughs> what about the iPhone's Siri, hot or hot mess? Don't know what that is either. You're, you're too up on the pop culture for me. You know that your sister was giving away free iPhones on the Internet for like a year, right? Are you serious? Yeah. Siri is. That's a hot mess. Okay. <laughs> what about the Miami Heat? Hot or hot mess? Hot mess. Football season? Hot or hot mess? Hot. Soccer balls? Hot mess. Kristen Stewart? Hot mess. Robert Pattinson? Hot mess. Kristen Stewart? Hot mess. Robert Pattinson? Hot mess. The fact DJ Bucciarelli is about to sing a song? Hot or hot mess? Hot. <laughs> Maggie Doyle? Congratulations on the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for doing the Blazing Rice Show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks. Maggie Doyle. Looks like DJ Bucciarelli is going to sing a song. All right. Here we go. The mess has been given an ultimatum. Figure out your life in New York and pay for your rent by yourself or move home to Bungo, New Jersey and work every night. Totally. And all you have to do is just open so this whole song is about owning Own it. Sex in the City, and what was your yeah. promise to us by this show? Uh, and just, it'll be played live, we promise you that. But today we are giving you a very beautiful, very well-written MIDI file. It's a MIDI file that the composer sent to us, so we thought musical theater. Brian Loudermilk, I already said that. Thank you, director, being a director. Breaking ground musical theater.
do. Well, we should call and give the handshake. Hurry, remember. Charlotte, And then after that, all bets are off. Uh, hello. Okay. So we want to interview the musical director. We are interviewing James Cunningham. He's our musical, musical director on the project. 
So come on over here, James. Come on over. He's saying one second. He's getting his drink. Getting his drink. Kate Doyle, stall. Okay, so anyway, we're here at the watering hole. We're waiting for our musical director. This is a funny story. I've been working on Hot Mess in Manhattan for four and a half very long pro bono years. And I needed a new director to take us out of town. So this is my favorite story. We are on so much technology right now. Hold on, now I'm telling a story. So anyway, I was told to get David Rotora to direct the show. And I didn't know him, and I met him at, the, at a diner, and it was decided. And then I clubbed him over the head, and I put him in a van, and I took him to Dayton, Ohio. To Literally, I just put him in a van and was like, you will direct my show, and it will be funny. So we went to Ohio. We did an artist-in-residency situation with David Brush and Jim Farley, the phenomenal. And that was a year and a half ago, and now we have a show that makes sense, sort of. Um, <laughs> And anyway, David brought along James Cunningham, who is musical director to the stars, and he's phenomenal. And he has taken 12 composers' songs and has made it into one musical. He is doing phenomenal work. So we're very excited. And um, come on up here and get interviewed by Blaze and Rye, James Cunningham. Hi. Hey. James Cunningham, welcome to the Blaze and Rye show, shoving all kinds of technology in your face at the moment. Yes. Oh, how are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? I'm okay. Oh, I think we're we're off of the mic. Hello, hello. Uh oh. Okay, we're back. Um, okay, so James, uh, <laughs> um, on a scale from one to Crispin Glover, how difficult is Kate Doyle to work with? She is one of the most difficult people I've ever. No, I'm kidding. She <laughs> is absolutely tremendous to work with. She is a genius. And she is so smart in doing what she's done at creating this show and bringing all of these different composers on board. Um, it's a completely unique musical experience, and uh, all the credit goes to her for creating it. And it's just brilliant. And her co-writer, uh, her sister Maggie, as well, also doing an incredible job. Okay. So that sounds like she's more closer to the non-Crispin Glover side of things. <laughs> she's great. I love her. She's awesome. Uh, would you say that Kate Doyle is hot or a hot mess? Um, she's hot. Okay. Not a hot mess at all. Absolutely hot. She has her hot mess moments, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. As we all do. But which was, which what makes this very relatable to everyone, the piece. What about the fact that there's this girl trying to get by behind us who's trying to, been trying to do it for the last five minutes? Is that hot or a hot mess? That's hot mess. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, and yet we do nothing to accommodate her. Uh, so um, the show is very exciting. Uh, when, when do you guys open? Uh, we open in about two and a half weeks. And what theater is it going to be at? Uh, what theater? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the American Theater of Actors, 314 West 54th Street between 8th and 9th. I just show up where Dave tells me to show up, that's all. I mean. Nice. Um, and you have quite a talented ensemble working on the we piece. We have an incredibly talented ensemble working on the piece, as you could just hear from their performance. You know, quite a few of them went to Syracuse University. They did, which is a great place. <laughs> I did not go to Syracuse, but oh, I know. Who let you in? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, what other shows have you musically directed? Uh done quite a few things in New York. Uh, I'm working on a new show for Theater Works right now called Benicula, 
that with music by Sam Davis and a uh, book by Charles Bush and lyrics by Mark Waldrop. I am working currently at the Engeman Theater doing I Love You, You're Perfect, Now Change out on Long Island in Northport, and we have a week left of our run out there. It's an incredible cast in a beautiful theater out on Long Island, and so that's what's been keeping me busy these days. What is your least favorite musical? Oh, my, that's not fair for me to answer that on the air. Uh, <laughs> Nobody's listening. <laughs> that's not true. Um, my least favorite musical. I don't have one. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Didn't get the juicy gossip, but no, no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Mr. Cunningham, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it. All right. That was the musical director of the Hot Mess in Manhattan. One of these is a uh, karaoke mic. There we go. Okay. And now we are back to the karaoke. Oh, we are now joined by Dirty Melvin, Coach Dablinski. Um, now, Coach Dablinski, it is an honor to have you here. I, I am so excited. I, I feel like it's going to be a good night after the shindig is over. You know, I feel like it will be. I feel like it definitely will be. I feel like it's a once in a, in, a, in a blue moon type thing. It is. I rarely get to the city, which is unfortunate, but I rarely have the time off to be able to get my ass out of Chicago. Is it due to your fear of claustrophobia or your claustrophobia? I guess that is a fear. No, I wouldn't say that. It's more just like working all the time and never having a life, which makes life difficult. Isn't that the worst? It is. But my question for you is, why have you not come to Chicago? That's a good question, and I hear that I would love Chicago, but I've never been. You, I think you really would. It's a really hip town, you know. It's uh, a very young town, and uh, it's very chill. I feel like New York has this air about it, like you get off the plane or however you get to the city, and you end up running to wherever the hell you're going. Yeah. Like, I was going to the 7-Eleven or the Dwayne Reed or whatever the fuck the convenient mart is to get beer and would like felt like I was sprinting. <laughs> and I finally was like, wait, I'm getting beer. I can take as long as I want. It can take me an hour. It can take me five minutes. But I always just feel like you have to run to wherever you're going. <laughs> Otherwise, the other assholes behind you are going to plow you over. I'm one of those assholes. I hate when people are stroll taking their time in front of me. Well, it's not like even stroll take your time. Like, walk with a purpose and get there, but, like, you don't have to book it. And also, I mean, you don't have to, like, look up, like, all the, uh... Excuse my racism. Asian tourists who are, like, you know, uh... I'm sorry, it's true. If it wasn't true, I wouldn't say it. But come on. There's, and, and maybe it's not just them. Maybe that's a gross generalization. All tourists are like, oh, look at that. Like, this is the biggest building I've ever seen from, like, you know, Toledo, Ohio. And it's just, it annoys me so much. And I find that when I get back out of New York to Chicago, where it's much more low-key, I still have that, like, air of, like, suspense of, like, get there, get there, get there when I get back. And it's, just, you know... So for the people who didn't hear before, you are actually, it does make sense to have you on this program at the moment because this is a, a joint venture at the moment between Blaze and Rye and the Musical World Podcast, and you work with musicals in Chi-Town. You were saying before that Sweeney Todd was pretty awesome, Ragtime. What was your least favorite show to work on? Oh, my least favorite show to work on, I would say there's a top three of least favorites that all sort of rank together. And that would be MAME, which was the first show I did at Drury Lane, and it was just a complete debacle. 
uh, followed by Curtains, which was as well just a horrible production of that crappy show, and then followed by Aida. Aida was just not very... I didn't enjoy it. Some of the music is good. You know, I really what I really thought I wasn't going to like is we did Broadway Bound, the play, and normally I'm not into plays just because as a sound guy, there's not... That's racist. Well, yeah, it is, but, you know. Uh, it, it's just as a sound guy, you're like, oh, this is going to suck. There's nothing to do. And I actually enjoyed that show more than I did, like, uh, Curtains. But it may have been because I got to just, like, sit on my computer, which I never get to do. Normally it's... You know, two and a half, three hours of straight work. Yes. And that one I, like, got bored of the Internet halfway through the run. Did you ever have a singer that sounded so bad you had to equalize her, I'm assuming it's a woman for some reason, her voice to, to uh, or, or his voice to make them sound better? Well, you can't really make them sound better. It's really shit in, shit out. But what I have done is turned up ensemble members that suck. So that you can't hear them. So you turn them down. I turn them off, basically. Off. Not even down. Just completely off. And just don't tell them. (laughs) All right. Well, that was Coach Jeff Zablinski. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you, Ryan. Yes. So we're back to Michelle Kinney. I am not a good singer. Close us out.